0: welcome to the really good
1: tentacle porn (laughs) i'm in mind gap podcast Guys, welcome to Mine Gap. I'm Doug. I'm Justin, and we have a guest this week. Oh my! Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> and it's 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 our, our super fan.
2: So a lot of you question, you know, oh, you guys don't have a super fan. Oh, you're Bull just making this up. Bull yeah, shit. we've got proof positive today. Yes, motherfuckers.
1: Yes, please welcome Wayne the Brain McLean. <laughs> Wayne Parham. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you say your name, last name. I'm like, I I lost it. <laughs> I like, like the fact that you went with something, though. Yeah, that's Aquatine Hunger Force. Anyone out there? I ripped the brain it. Brain McLean. <laughs> yeah, he was. That character was really good at, at bar trivia.
0: It's something. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I brought gifts for both of you.
1: Yay! This is the first time we've been presented with gifts, This I think, is
0: awesome. And I am uh, fairly certain from it's the way you guys... It's hentai porn! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> How do you know if you
2: love someone if you can't eat their poop?
0: <laughs> exactly. These are facts. These are important
2: questions. <laughs> These are the real questions. Nice.
0: <laughs> um, I'm fairly certain from the way you guys have spoken on your podcast and from mm-hmm. all the Mind Gap history that neither of you have read this book, and I am also suspect that both of you would really love this book, Ooh. although you may find it a little difficult at first.
1: Okay. Because we're stupid. This is Neuromancer. Oh, I've heard about this. I have heard about this book. It's Neuromancer by William Gibson. I've heard of this. Yes.
0: Neuromancer is... attributed as being sort of the book that starts the cyberpunk genre. Yes. Nice. Yes. You're right. Technically, there's a lot of other short stories and things that were written around the same time, but it's sort of the book that codified it all and put it all together. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And it also ties into a topic you guys both are really interested in, which is artificial intelligence. Yes. Yeah. And it ties into a particular thing that I have a beef with Doug about. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, first,
2: thank you for the present. Sure. <laughs> Definitely thank you. Now go ahead and sit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I was just going to say, one of the things that it sort of discusses it discusses um, AI in terms of artificial intelligence being a tool or AI in terms of its own separate entity and being. Mm -hmm. And also its own separate entity and being in terms of something that we might consider a god.
1: Okay, cool.
0: And the book is amazing. Since you brought up
1: God, Wayne, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Because that's really why you're here. Uh, Justin I love you like crazy But we just want to bring you Into the fold Under his Make sure you know, you're saved Under we'll make his make sure you're saved Under uh, his wings His lovely wings On the wings of love Because I believe it says In the good book Let he who has not sinned Go first In the settlers of Catan <laughs> I think I, I that like that, Doug's I, books I think I have that quote down perfectly I
0: don't think I know that one Alright All right. well
1: It's a new <laughs> New New Testament <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I <coughs> am the
1: brand New Testament.
0: <laughs> I am probably what would be affectionately referred to as a militant atheist. However, I spend Ooh, more militant
1: time, atheist. Okay.
0: However, I spend more time in churches than anyone I know pretty much. Okay because I'm a classical singer.
1: Oh, there you go. And so. if you are
0: a classical singer, you have some kind of church gig or service gig. You yep. just do it goes with the territory, Has right. has to happen. One of the things that you get paid for is to show up in churches and sing lots of pretty music that most of the other people there can't sing as strongly.
1: Yes. It's weird being in churches. Or
2: at all. Cuz I want to talk I just for real quick, I just want to deviate and say that church music is the hardest and weirdest fucking music to sing ever. It's like the from someone I, who doesn't can,
1: sing and you know does music as a hobby at yeah. best, like it's weird.
2: I, I, <laughs> the thing is, I, I can. I'm not a good singer per se, but I feel like I can get in the ballpark of, of carrying a tune. Yeah, and every I always remember when I was going to church as a kid, going, who can. This this key exists in a realm that is not of our world. Like, I cannot, it's, you, I'm either, you either, it's either too high or too low. You not anticipate what the melody's going to be. It's so it's, weird. Yeah. Why so, is church music weird, Wayne? Oh Wayne, God, tell, us. <laughs> <question>. <laughs> tell us. That's a
1: complicated question. Tell us more about God. Well,
0: the thing to know... Sorry. <laughs> 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 the thing to know about... Um, service music or, or music that happens in churches as if we're not talking about the hymns specifically and we're talking mm. about the other stuff the okay. anthems and those sorts of things I, well hymns too actually but you're talking about the earliest music we have gotcha so. Um, all of the musicians from, you know, uh, I mean, classical music really kind of officially starts somewhere in the 1600s, arguably that's Baroque. Um, and then before that, there's still music going on, um, in, in Renaissance and, and Romantic, sorry, Romantic is later. I'm losing my brain. I can't talk.
1: It's totally cool. I believe every word you're saying. Right. I was so. going to call you out on that, <laughs> but I decided to let it go because, yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, but the thing is, is where all of the composers mostly start is they start in churches, mm-hmm. and they start as Kapellmeisters, and they start as as music painters and composers. And yeah, very similar.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so take that,
1: Justin. Read a book. <laughs> I will, Neuromancer! <laughs> Fuck you. A Sorry. lot
0: of a lot of the earliest stuff that uh, is, is initially composed actually are service music, and it is mm-hmm. actually the entire service is sung when the service is done in Latin. That's right. And it has all these different movements. The first one's called a Kyrie, and then there's a whole bunch of others that follow. And those initially were all set to uh, uh, what's called chant. And when we talk about chant, we usually are thinking of something that is... Um, monothematic and, and, and sort of monotonous even that's like D-A-A-S-U-D-O-M-E-N-A. That's not what chant is. Chant is actually sung. Really. And Gregorian chant is a good example. Gregorian chant was an idea of, well, all of these different churches all over Europe are doing these variations on our themes, and we want to... Uh, coordinate all of them and put them all on the same page. And actually this stuff tends to sound I'm just gonna make this up off the top of my head, this is absolutely not real chant, but it sounds more like things like um Dona Eris Requiem Kyrie exultatis. Now I've just totally mixed up words from different different um uh, movements I but, was about to say that but that's I, our new I mean, theme yeah but yeah. it starts as that it starts that's as a new a, mind gap theme right there <laughs> it starts as acapella cappella vocal music that moves all over the place yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah it's not just this this monotone and
0: yeah. all of our western music comes out of that tradition mm-hmm um, if you grow up singing classical music, most of that stuff actually is really predictable and it gotcha. starts to make a lot of sense. Okay. Um, except the chant. The chant is weird. Okay. <laughs> the chant the, is its own the thing. The really early stuff is weird because we haven't figured out the rules for modern music yet. Mm-hmm. We don't have major and minor. Instead, we have all these things called church modes, and they're these mm-hmm. unique scales that have entirely different um, voice leading and sort of different yeah. uh, phrasing and colors to them.
1: I love turning on church mode when I play video games. <laughs> You know, mm, right before total. I go to God mode, like, exactly. church mode. <laughs> Let's see if this one. I'm going to yeah, save everyone gonna, first. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, no, I'm going to judge everyone before I save them.
0: Does that mean you shoot lightning bolts instead of bullets? <laughs> eh, well,
1: something like that. You know, I like, shoot smite.
0: <laughs> shoot smite. I'm going to beat these villains to death with Bibles. <laughs> there we go. Ta-da!
1: <laughs> so anyway,
0: that's church and why music's hard. <laughs> Glad I could help,
1: guys. This again. the work here is done. Learning on Mind Gap. Here you go. Here you, <laughs> you go. Just, you just learned something. So
2: we we went and, we found our way into a, a Mind Gap very quickly. But I'll I'll get us back on track. So you were you were talking to Doug
1: about AI. Yes. Okay. Justin, I feel like you're trying to get us to fight. And no, I don't. Well, <laughs> kind of. But you're like hey, back to this thing where you said that you had a beef with.
2: Really, Doug. I just want to get to the point why he why he thinks you're a fundy Christian because that is Let's, why
0: he's here. I want to find out too. <laughs>
1: Wayne, explain me to me.
0: Okay, so there's a particular argument you make. Okay. And for me, I just love bringing this up as a joke, right? Because it's this tiny little infinitesimal thing that you say one-off, and I'm like, damn it, Justin, why is Doug such a Christian?
2: (laughs) And it's just hilarious to me. First time you said it, I almost lost my shit. Oh, (laughs) my God, this is hilarious.
0: The issue is that you guys have these conversations about artificial intelligence, Uh and you like to bring up this point of you think that AI is something that we will not achieve. Yes. Because we are imperfect.
1: Okay, I see. I see that connection there.
0: That is a fundamentalist argument.
1: Gotcha. No, that <laughs> makes sense. I gotcha. That's
0: it? You're
2: gonna just agree?
1: <laughs> yeah. Damn that it. makes sense. Justin, I am a fundy Christian. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne just proved that with logic and arguments. It's true. Radical dog agrees. <laughs> I mean it's, it's true.
0: true. Um, So, from my perspective, just to to continue out where my thinking goes with that, is the first thing I always say is, well, who gets to decide what perfect is? Is perfect an actual term with legit meaning? I don't think it is.
1: Good point. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't achieve perfection, so it's pointless, right? It's like that scale, Justin, you were talking to me about in your job when you were sort of like judging people. Right. You had a scale of one to five. But no one was ever going to get a five. Right.
2: Where we worked when we do reviews, sure. we, have, we have that five-point that five scale. And at one point, I was talking with my manager. And he's like, when we had someone, a consultant, come in and look at it, he goes, so what is who, who gets a five? And they go, well, you, no one really ever gets a five. And he's like, When well, why the fuck do you have a five?
0: I have made that same argument to my <laughs> boss. <Right. laughs> Justin and I work at the same place, by yeah. the way. <laughs>
2: so, so they're just like, all right, now moving forward, it's going to be a three-point scale. Yes. It's either you're doing good. You're doing all right, or you're doing bad? <laughs> Excellent. Yeah.
1: So that's a good point, yeah. So
0: the thing that I actually would argue is I would argue that perfection is something that you can't attain because perfection is, an, is literally an undefinable term. Yeah. Like, it's, it, there's literally no way to define perfection. There's always something you can get closer to or sure. further away from. Um, and then the next point would be then, well, perfection according to whom or what? There would have to be some sort of external observer to say that you are or are not perfect. Mm-hmm. And then where it actually rubs me wrong when you make this argument... <laughs> And I'm like, God damn it, Doug, you're such a bastard, is you always bring up this point in tying into this idea that we are imperfect. And I'm like, why are you so fucking flawed? What's up with all this like, Catholic guilt you're carrying around? That's immediately where my head goes with it. Sure. <laughs> well, that's hilarious, because I'm
1: like, do I have Catholic guilt? <laughs> I went to I two good. years of, of Catholic school.
0: And I'm just like, if you're doing if so you're guilty doing for the having we guilt. are wrong and not good enough, then clearly you're carrying something around. <laughs> Not that I'm saying humanity is great, but I just—we're doomed.
1: (laughs) I don't see a definition (laughs) of perfection. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very much a—I like to think I'm optimistic about some things, but I'm very much a pessimist when it comes to like the human condition. I'm like, we're fucked. (laughs) Yeah, we have had a lot of
2: conversations off mic where I'm just like, even on mic, where I'm like, dude, (laughs)
1: apocalyptic situation. We're going to eat each other alive. (laughs) We're not going to survive. This is fucking it, man. We're not going to do it. We won't make it because I don't believe that anyone's – I believe, like, we are so uh, tribalistic and there always has to be that alpha chimp yeah. sort of thing. And in order to get that, what do they have to do to get there? And then no one wants to give up their power. Right. And right. so, like, that's the sort of stuff where I'm like,
0: yeah, we're fucked up. There's a there's a certain intelligence that we have to have. Mm-hmm. In order to like achieve sort of where you're the good yes. thing the good stuff to get the good the really good stuff like yeah. the good tentacle porn there's oh, a certain intelligence yeah. you have to have right Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get back to the good tentacle porn later <laughs> that'll be another night with your host Wayne <laughs> um, well there's a certain knowledge you have to have that I think in my probably very naive and uneducated opinion. Uh, conflicts with our very basic survival instincts. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I think you're right. hundred percent. Like we have this like survival stuff that we just I think it's sort of like we, we exude today when we shouldn't you know the bravado mm-hmm. in a lot of situations like we're going to be macho. It's like now nah, you really don't. Right. We're right. all pretty safe <clears throat> No one has to be like, oh, this guy's going to threaten my, me and my food supply. Right. So I have to, like, show him that I'm more aggressive. It's Look like, out for the wolf. It's like, no, yeah. Yeah. no. doesn't we, really happen. We all actually have a pretty comfortable lifestyle, even, you know. Well, the, and the, th-
0: the thing is, too, like, even when we're not doing it in, like like, bro culture douchebag shithead kind sure. of ways we're still finding ways to to express that you know in our corporate structure oh, in our yes. day job in the people we're around in our family right at the moment i'm being a tiny little bit of kind of a big guy bully loudmouth like that's a thing right and sure. it's like but in order to actually go and get the good stuff <laughs> i like the, saying good, to the
2: good stuff
0: <laughs> let's say it all together now ready one two three the, the
2: good, good stuff, stuff. Yeah, that's I think high. we might have just hit a brown note Yeah Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But in order to get the good stuff You kind of have to put that on Is what you're saying yes? I'm
0: saying I think you have to, to get to a point Where that can
2: be put away you can, yes. Okay so you can strip that away And you don't need that anymore
0: And we can start not worrying about the food air thing And start worrying more about the How to create a beautiful world Where people love each other kind Exactly
1: of thing. Well, And that's what kind of what we talked about A little bit when we talked about universal wage Right Like the idea of what truly Can you like If someone wants to sit at home and play video games and that makes them happy and they can get a living wage because of that, like people are not okay with that. They're like, no, 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 what the fuck are you doing? Like, you got to be doing something. You got to earn that. I'm like, why does it have to be that this day and age? You know what I mean?
0: I personally don't think people deserve to be homeless and starving in the streets. Agreed. I, I just don't think people deserve that. Yeah. I think if you are a you know a country that prides itself on being a a beautiful land of opportunity to to steal the the traditional American cliche pastiche.
1: Oh, you're not stealing it. We we invented that. (laughs) So, (laughs) America. America. America.
0: Um, I I, I think that – I lost my train of thought. That's okay.
2: <laughs> no, but you're talking about people not being not being homeless. Like if you're oh, right. going to be a country th- that th- touts itself on having opportunity and being inclusive and loving and that like...
0: Then you just have to set a bottom standard and go, this is where our bottom is. And no one and shall fall past this. And has to not be fucking disgusting. Yeah. Right. And it has to not be just like raping the very basic concepts of human dignity. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: absolutely. And, and And that's the thing that... It's hard to fathom, and I don't know, and I'd love your perspective on this, Wayne, because, you know, the country was, you know, founded by Puritans to some degree, or at least settled, the the area was settled by Puritans, and the idea of capitalism, you know, at its core is pretty destructive, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's good for certain people who can take advantage of it, but the people who don't succeed in it, it's pretty pretty awful.
0: Well, and competition is really important for progress, so there definitely has to be a place for it
1: some, to some degree. So there's good and bad to it, and I mean, I feel like I've kind of been lied to and been brainwashed, and it's like, capitalism, it's the best there is. I'm like, mm. it's got some pretty serious flaws to it Mm. I mean I feel like elements of like that's that's competition it's it's kind of everything in moderation exactly
2: like it doesn't matter what ideology you subscribe to if you fully throw yourself into it you're gonna find flaws yeah there's no perfect ideology no matter or 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 theory or whatever you're you know talking about you've got to take borrow elements from everything
0: you can't ascribe to an ideology as a religion right
1: Ooh. you just can't wow
2: the
0: minute you do that you're fucked
1: wow I like that Dude. I felt I felt something inside me. <laughs> Ooh, that was incredible. Like that was wow. That was so good. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I feel like there is something it doesn't have to be about perfection, but we have to I think just and I talked about this, like we have to evolve whatever that is, sure. socially, economically, just whatever, yeah. philosophically to that next level. Where it's almost like that Star Trek world sure. where people are like, We will combine as a race of people, right. of, of beings. And we will all contribute as one massive force to be amazing. Because if we did that, I don't care who the fuck you are, whatever else is out in the universe, you're in trouble. <laughs> we unite the clans here on Earth, it's, oh my god. What we can do is <laughs> is limitless, I think.
0: Right. Well, and so, going back just a couple of steps, uh, mm-hmm. when you were talking about capitalism and the people who just described to it as being the great end-all be-all sure. survivor and the thing that will make all things succeed... One of the things that reminded me of was... um, You remember Glenn Beck?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. The race car driver. That joke never gets old for me. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. No, that people, was, that was, I, was, I did not see it coming. Most this people, thing, yeah. most people just look at me and go, ah, "No, you fucked her."
0: Well, so what's really great is I don't know who Glenn Beck, the race car driver,
2: is. So <laughs> there is like, no Glenn Beck. The race car I, I don't
0: know if you're just making this up or fucking with me or
1: what. I was fucking with you.
2: <laughs> you can take any name that someone says that you don't know who it is. You just go, "Oh, the race car driver." That's fantastic. Yeah.
0: Well, right, because I, I sure as hell we're not going to know anyone. Who race right, car. exactly.
2: Yes. <laughs> Do you, you know who Glenn Beck is, is there? I right? know who okay, Glenn Beck good. is.
1: Yeah, he, <laughs> so, he does the New Year's Eve thing. Exactly. He, died, yeah, yeah. Yeah. he
0: did that, like, come to America, where my country gone bullshit for a long time. Yeah, and on. and he's not like that anymore. And he's actually even apologized for yeah. it, which is really
1: interesting. I thought that was interesting. I wonder if at, uh, Alex Jones is going to do the same thing in a couple of years. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was nope. all just an act, guys. You know, I was being, you know, I needed to get that sweet, sweet uh, whatever sort of shit he's peddling these right, days. Right, yeah. The whatever steroids.
0: The thing with Glenn Beck, though, was a few years ago, back when he was in his heyday, I don't remember who was interviewing him. I don't remember. Like, I just, I just happened to see this, and it made me laugh he was being interviewed by someone who was grilling him a little bit about his background, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how he doesn't really have, like, a serious political background. I don't think he had a degree in political science or anything like that. Yeah. And they were like, so how did you learn this stuff? How did you really get all this information you have? Right? And he's touting hardcore, hardcore capitalism, all socialism, evil, like bane, yeah. going to des- bane of existence, going to destroy America, like all that kind of shit. Yeah. And his, his response on, when they were like, well, where did you get this information? How did you learn all this stuff? Where did you, you know, how did this come about inside you? And he goes, I went to the library <laughs> I fell out of my seat laughing cuz clearly he doesn't know the library is a fucking socialist institution <laughs> That's like, hilarious. The irony is so thick right now. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs>
1: See, that's the thing is like people, I don't know, what, what people decide is worth paying for. Because everyone's like, that's my tax dollars at work. That's mm-hmm. my tax dollars. I don't want my tax dollars going for that. Right. It's like, look, all right. We got to, again, it goes back to that thing. Like, what's our what's our rock bottom? Yeah. You know, what what should we be doing? Because people always just assume the worst. So, this guy's fucking lazy. He's not doing anything and I'm paying for it. Right. That's bullshit. I've got my family. I work hard. I pull myself up by my bootstraps. But
0: when I'm not surrounded by horribly suffering, destitute people who are violent and angry Mm -hmm. because they have no other option, my life is much better. (laughs) Right. My city's a lot more pleasant. I don't have people accosting me walking down the street. I literally had someone... This is a little uh, uncouth, so please forgive me for some of my language of this. Literally, a few weeks ago, I was at lunch. I walked out of the building... Um, a young uh, black man who was very well dressed asked me if I would give him some money for his kids I said no I do not have any money on me I'm not someone who carries cash I also do not give money out to people who ask for it randomly on the street and he immediately started following me screaming you racist fucking faggot you racist <laughs> fucking faggot at the top of his lungs for two and a half city blocks in downtown wow. Chicago Yeah,
1: that guy's got some commitment I'll give him that <laughs>
0: You know what happens when there is a base wage and people have basic dignity? Shit like that doesn't. Right. Sorry. <laughs> what no. doesn't happen? Don't <laughs> worry about being
1: uncouth. Last week, Justin and I talked about talking taints. So yes. you know we, oh, I we forgot we're, about talking taints. We're, we're very Mountain Dew does that to you. Taints are great. Yes, yes they are. They they they're great. The
0: best boy pussy on earth. Woo! Huzzah!
1: Yeah, best boy pussy on earth. That's like the that's a that's got to be a. Uh, that's going to be on the good stuff. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? The best boy pussy. Here is. That's got to be like a, a,
2: a
0: man drinking a little scotch is going to get me fired with this nope. podcast. <laughs> nope. it's
2: going to get you hired somewhere
1: for something. <laughs> it's going to get you hired on the good stuff. On, on the, the good stuff.
2: <laughs> no, but I agree because the thing you want to say to those people who are you know my tax dollars this and this and this is have you ever have you ever you know randomly bought a friend you know lunch you go you know I got this or or given a gift or done mm-hmm. something to to for someone and they've gone. Wow, thank you, and they genuinely are appreciative of it. Does that not make you? Have you never experienced the feeling of that just making you feel like a good human being for doing something for someone else? Yeah. And then now, if we all did that, if we all took those hard-earned tax dollars and let them feed this machine of you know of, of the 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 setting the new bottom line. Sure. Again, to your point, like how, how much better would how much better would everyone feel? You know, you're, you, yeah. you feel like you're helping someone else. You're helping the fellow man. You're I helping. think
1: part of it, too, is people don't see actually where their tax dollars physically go. We're, well, if yeah. that
2: motherfucker could... They, whoever's raving about that, if he could see where his tax dollars are actually being I allocated... I think
1: you'd be more pissed about where how they're actually yeah. being inefficiently spent. I'll tell you what,
2: your tax dollars... Like, the people who are standing in line with the food stamps are like, my yeah. tax dollars are paying for your filet mignon you're buying or whatever. <laughs> your tax dollars... High probability are not paying for that. It's a small your, percentage. Your thing. tax dollars have probably gone elsewhere and it's just yeah. a drop in a fucking bucket. They're paying for the good tentacle. The board. good tentacle yeah, born.
1: Yeah, yeah. I had a friend uh, uh, who worked in the CIA and he used to tell me, he goes, dude, if you saw how your tax dollars are being spent, you'd be fucking pissed right now. <laughs> he goes, I'm seeing how they're being spent over here. <laughs> you're not going to like <laughs> it. You won't like what's, what's going on Practical over here. Doug will have an aneurysm. Yes, you will not like this. <laughs> <laughs> I was always like, oh, uh, don't tell me more. Yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm no, good. you know what,
0: man, I'm good. Well, and I always have issues with that because I'm part of a theater company. Mm-hmm. I'm part of a highly respected theater company in Chicago. It's a mm-hmm. company called Tuda Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuda uh, was started by uh, a man named Jeko Ducic who he and his wife came over from Serbia to the U.S. when Milosevic was coming to power and things were seriously breaking down in that region of the world. And he initially taught theater in Maryland, I believe, and he eventually wound up in Chicago, started a company back up. And we developed theater in a completely different way than almost anyone else in Chicago, or really anyone else in the country does.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, our stuff is, our sorry, our entire mission is basically built on the idea of taking authors that are well-known and well-celebrated in other parts of the world, but not known in the United States. Interesting. So we do a lot of um, U.S. premieres. We do a lot of national premieres. Occasionally we cultivate new work. Um, our most recent show uh, was a play called Gentle. That actually was an adaptation Jaco made himself of um, a Dostoevsky.
1: Okay. I think
0: it's Dostoevsky. I've been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no one here is going to question. Pull, it. pull your shit together, Parker. Justin. Yeah. Can, can, we, can we look that. it up on the website real quick? Fact check that, <laughs> before Justin. I, before I start like selling my company and then lying about the shows we're doing, you want me to actually look it up? <laughs> I'll look it up. Yeah,
3: sure.
1: Yeah, yeah they're you. doing that new one, um, T- Transformers T- Five. T- oh, fuck oh. off! The night, you the fall of the night, or whatever you just the hell it's Have called. the
0: worst goddamn taste in everything. <laughs> you know that, Doug?
1: Trust me, I saw the trailer for that before Wonder Woman, and I have not seen any one of those except the first one. I was like. What the fuck is going on in this franchise? I have no idea what's happening. Optimus Prime is fighting people, like good people. He's like a bad guy now. He's a bad guy because he's got purple hair. In eyes. order for
2: my world to live, yours oh, must Jesus die. Christ. God
1: damn it,
0: I hate Hollywood so uh,
2: fucking I'm much. I'm under the productions. It's
0: the very last one. It's called Gentle.
2: That's life and color. Hold on.
0: That's oh, the other top one. one
1: here. <laughs> uh, fast and Furious 9. My
2: artistic
1: adapted from short Short, a gentlewoman by dorothy awesome that's <laughs> yay dope, dope, okay,
2: so but the thing that, no no put key. on your glasses Justin. <laughs> i know right i'm such an old man i'm like this <laughs> <"Sises, laughs> squeaky like, put on your glasses i could also just do this and make it huge <laughs> on my fucking screen but i didn't i'm an idiot so <laughs> i've been drinking excuse me <laughs> <laughs> the thing that we do that is is part Sorry, when i drink <laughs> I don't make things big. When Wayne drinks, he can't remember if it's Dostoevsky or if like or who was it? Who was it, Justin? You or Frodo <laughs> Dostoevsky? Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, you forget elegant Great things. I just
1: don't. I make it big. I can't yeah. see. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I took my glasses off. I can't see.
0: So one of the things that we do that's very, very different in our whole devel- is our whole development process. Is in the United States, typically when a play comes up, it's basically the director's vision. That's what you're getting on mm-hmm. stage. You're getting a lot of actors who are doing what the director says. You're getting the director's ideas. It's very heavily focused specifically on the director and their point. Our work is extraordinarily collaborative. Mm-hmm. It's really common for an actor to come to a rehearsal and be like, so who is this guy? And the answer is, I don't know. We're going to figure it out together as we go. Cool. Um, and instead of having three weeks of rehearsal and then throwing it up, we'll often have a month or two months or once in a while, even three or four months and do like serious development work into figuring out what this show is, mm-hmm. what the show needs to be, how the show fits within our particular vision and messages that we care about or find important. And more often than not, the big thing about to Theater is our shows are designed to ask questions. Rarely do they provide answers. Okay. Um, I am one of those people who very firmly believes that questions are really interesting and answers are really boring.
3: That's kind
1: of cool.
0: Whenever it comes into anything about reality, humanity, the mm-hmm. interconnectedness of living things, what is real, what is, you know.
1: Kind of like the ending of Inception by Christopher Nolan, right? Jesus Christ. Because right? that's, that's a yay! question, did the top fall or not? You were just am a I right? giant bucket of fucking that's, failure. <laughs> you know what that is? You know, We don't know if it was real or not, guys. Okay, nice. uh, uh, is he uh, in Inception? Is he, is he Inception? Is he? I,
0: I, I, I. Wow! I'm almost stopped wait, without a thing wait, to say. Wait! This it's is amazing. Like, you son of
1: a bitch! You son of a bitch!
2: Okay, <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna, I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna step in. This is about to become the longest mind gap ever because I have to start explaining to you who Philip K.
1: Dick is. Oh, I know who he is. <laughs> no, you don't. He's the writer. <laughs> no, actually, I do. I do know this. That was a nice one. I awesome answer. Thank you. I actually do know who he is he did um, electric sheep uh, are made of these no i don't remember he he <laughs> he wrote a, he wrote a didn't he write a book electric like, sheep boogaloo are made of these <laughs> the electric sheep are made of- <laughs> do androids dream or yes. disagree but that's what it was like do android no, it was uh he also did uh, I, have no, I, have do- no, I have no i have no have no mouth and i need to scream No, that is not philip kiddick damn it <laughs> You really tried I on that didn't one.
0: He that's was- Harlan Ellison, who sues everyone in Hollywood, and that's why he can't get any work in Hollywood anymore. Gotcha. <laughs> Philip K. Dick wrote To to the Dream of Electric Sheep, which became the film Blade Runner. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Um, he also wrote uh, the stories and novels that turned into The Minority Report, yes. Imposter, Screamers, um, A Scanner Darkly, the ah, Richard Linklater yes, yes, film. Yes. Um, he's done a few others. Paycheck with with Ben Affleck, The Adjustment mm. Bureau. Oh, ah, cool. His movie, you know, Wayne, if you work so different, one, you Total ask. Recall. Yeah. The thing is, is Philip K. Dick's uh, novels make terrible, goddamn horrible movies. Mm-hmm. Um, mind you, Blade Runner is my favorite film of all time. So I say that while saying all of Philip K. movies are crap. Um, <laughs>
2: you are an enigma.
0: The re- Well, the reason why they're crap is because... His entire canon of work, that I mean, he wrote something like 36 novels before he died. Mm-hmm. Most of them he wrote in a 10-year period. Gotcha. He wrote something like seven or eight novels in one year. Good God. He was doing a lot of speed at the time and <laughs> ha- having a bit of a mental breakdown. Um, That'll happen. When he saw a pink light shine off a woman's Jesus fish necklace and he decided that some satellite and or God had just beamed all of the information about the entire universe directly into his head. And he hallucinated for about a week. Anyway.
1: Yeah, sounds like the dude who started Scientology.
0: <laughs> well, no, he's just a pederast.
1: Yeah, same thing, right? <laughs> and, and, and an asshole. Yeah.
0: Philip K. Dick's entire body of work is primarily about questioning what is real, how do you know it's real, and what constitutes an authentic human being. Mm. So what Thus in- Blade Runner. Yeah, to a very large degree. So what Inception is, is a horrible, schlocky, terribly thought out, piss <laughs> poor, shallow as a fucking spoon, scrape of the cum of Philip K. Dick off Chris Nolan's ex-wife's face.
1: Yeah, but that part <laughs> in the in the in the hallway when they're when they're fighting—that's pretty cool. You know? Okay. With, <laughs> I can go with that. If, with Gordon Lovett, that was pretty awesome. Mm. I like that. Part I, li- that. I like I like I Yeah, he's pretty cool. Yeah. He's, he's hot. Like that. I'd yeah. fuck him. Yeah, right. Who wouldn't? I don't know, I, know him, I know. I would. You know, in that, in, that, in that part, you know, where uh, <laughs> you know, he can come
0: back up when we have the best boy pussy. <laughs> the, best boy pussy. <laughs> the really good but part boy
1: where he's like, pussy. "Hey, look, it's 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 a paradox," and the, he throws the guy down the stairs. Mm. That's a good part too. Mm. like The music, that? the, m- the th- music for that is awesome too. Hans Zimmer, the dude.
0: Yeah, Zimmer's okay. Yeah, I,
1: I was him. like, I was like, I don't know how this is gonna go. Like, eh? Eh? I, we, I don't
0: he's think good. we. I'm like, I don't think we've talked about Zimmer yet. <laughs> I, I met him. Did you? Uh, briefly. Um, one of the things that my college uh, was offering at one point in time, I don't know if they still are or not, was people who are composers. And that's what my degree is in. I write a lot of music and I do a lot of scoring for film and theater and other things. Very cool. Um, they had a, a semester program that was basically a month in L.A. Oh, cool. Like on the CBS studio a lot, uh, sitting down with actually being taught Where did you by go to school, composer. by the way? Sorry in Columbia
1: College, Chicago. That's where I went for grad school. Yeah? I did it for music business for grad school. Huh. I remember, because you said semester in LA, I'm like, ah, yeah, I remember, there's no way I could afford that. <laughs> I can't do that.
0: Well, the thing that, when I went, we were particularly lucky, because the guy at that time who headed the program was, used to be a VP of music at Disney. Ah. So he knew absolutely everyone who That's was awesome. anyone. So every other day we had a new guest coming in, and we're like, today we're bringing in um, Danny Elfman's orchestrator. Oh, wow. That's cool. And he's going to talk to us for a couple of hours about orchestration and what it's like to work with Danny. And wow. Danny, That's- who does not have a formal music education but is writing this really interesting stuff, and him trying to figure out how to turn it into something that works orchestr- orchestrationally. Right. And wow. like It was that sort of thing. So it was just an amazing experience. Like That's so cool. I have no idea what it's like now. I know that the guy who was in charge of it has since left. Other people are doing it probably still. <laughs> right. and
1: The guy who was there when I was there was... Kind of a douche. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That can happen. That's the interesting thing about Columbia College is that it can go easily either way. Because depending on who you talk to and and when they were there and what degree they were going for, I've heard both of those stories, like,
1: very strongly. Like, it was awesome. Or complete and utter (laughs) douchebags. Yeah, that guy, the guy who – he uh, he really thought he was awesome, mm-hmm. and he sold me hard. Yeah. Like, when I started the program, I'm like, whoa, this guy is awesome. And then uh, I remember one day he started off class going, did you guys know uh, Tupac was my second cousin? What? I was like, what? And he like Googled it right in front of me. He goes, see, it's true. I'm like... Okay, so this is where we're going. Okie dokie.
0: Am I supposed to care? I was just, it
1: was just like, that was the kind of thing. Uh, did you guys know I was uh, voted Chicago one of the year? <laughs> did he say that? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I won Chicago one of the year, and oh, I was like, no. that's a thing? Like, I
2: didn't I didn't know that. Did like, you know I? I have a drawing on my mother's refrigerator? putting it out there
3: like, so and, it's, if, it's,
1: and again like initially you're like oh this is pretty cool and like you learn about and then it's like those little things pop up and you're like wow you are really up your own ass on all this
0: just so horribly desperate for attention right and acceptance yeah
1: it was just he's like i'm gonna just blow these kids yeah, minds i'm like ah nah. guess what kids you work hard one
2: day you can be sitting where i'm sitting he's like uh, in a ton of debt and very <laughs> depressed <laughs>
1: I also remember. Please love me. He uh, he knows Gary Sinise, so well. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> so when Jesus Christ! With, we're in fucking Chicago. When, when Gary, when, yeah, when, when Gary Sinise was on, what was it? CSI New York, yeah, uh-huh. or whatever. Like, apparently, he had this guy on there, like for a quick scene as like an extra, and he goes, "Here, I'll show you guys the scene." He like pulled it up. No, God it was, damn it! it was just him like on the piano going like. Hey, like nodding towards Garyson, I was like, "Oh Jesus!" Christ. If we're just
0: going to do like random name dropping bullshit, let me just point out now that my brother is actually a Broadway lighting designer for there theater.
1: Ta-da! In your face, I can Google it. Do you want to see it, guys? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was like, I was published. Do, do you want in, do you want to see
0: the John Malkovich play that my brother designed the lighting for? There you go. <laughs> right,
1: I was published in uh, Nintendo Power. Awesome. When boom. I was like eight or nine years old, boom. Was Pinball, it a letter to Mario? Pinball Quest. Over eight hundred thousand points, or wow. eight hundred million, whatever it was, I was astronomical. I found a bug in the game. <laughs> you found a I found. can never. In the I, I can never. My ball got stuck right by the bumper, and it wouldn't get out. It was just going. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to get a high score I'm let here. It run until- <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, to watch it. I was sitting there, I was like looking around at my brother and my mom. I'm like, ah, I, I, I don't know. My brother's like, just let it go. And before I knew it, it was like, eight, love- it was like 8 million points. I was like, Mom, take a picture. <laughs> Put it in Nintendo Power. Sure enough, it landed in there.
2: So there's two things I love about this story. One, this is why I
1: love your brother. Because yeah. he's
2: like, fuck it, let it run. <laughs>
1: like, this is how you win. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> I mean, fuck I it. tried to like shake it or whatever, right, right. but it wouldn't actually move. I'm like, all right. Doug actually had the <laughs> Nintendo console <going>. Wait, <laughs> Is this shaking? All of a sudden, it's like, going to tilt, tilt. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And the second thing I love about that is that it was at a time when Photoshop wasn't prevalent in, yeah. in homes. And right. they received that picture and went, cool, let's publish it. Now that was you required. would have to like, check it and verify. Right. Yeah.
1: you have to do it live on Twitch. Exactly, some yeah. Some shit like that. People would have to watch you do They'd it. They have
2: to go back into the back end and check the database and say, sure. okay, did did we record this score? And yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, so it, cool. They're just like, cool, kid. Nice job.
1: Yeah. I yeah. just remember that was so funny because it'd be like people who beat like Legend of Zelda or something. It's like, oh, who fucking cares? Everyone beat Legend of Legend of Zelda. But it's like, yeah, here are all the people that completed it this get, month. It's like, you. get eight you. million points on Pinball Wizard. Pinball Quest, <laughs> Justin. Whatever. Jesus. Reck- you know what? Read my publication. How about that? <laughs>
2: do you have it? Because I would. It's
1: laminated somewhere. I'm <laughs> sure you're Mother laminated it, yes. She did. She laminated it. I was like, ah, cool. Chris Cockard,
2: if you could make a copy of that and send it to me, I'd appreciate it. It'd be great. She probably would.
0: Yeah. I never owned a console.
2: Yeah? I was a computer kid.
1: I eventually turned computer kid, yeah. so I find Hardcore that, computer kid. Yeah, I definitely, I, the last console I had was PS2, and then I was like, the analog sticks. I'm like, I'm done. I'm terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at it. And then I went full computer. What was your, What was your computer stuff, like fond memories of computer games growing up?
0: We want to talk about games, we're to talk about the computers that I have fond memories of?
1: <laughs> we can talk about both. So,
0: um, my favorite computer of all time is a computer called the Amiga.
1: Ah, nice. So Are you familiar? This. No. This is a race car driver, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's the female I, version of Amiga. I
0: just love how genuinely you're like, ah, like you really got it. We and, like, talked no about this on the
2: previous episode of Mind Gap.
1: You. No, we didn't.
2: Yes, <laughs> we did. We talked about this no. where you... We only talked about th- the good stuff. You will... E- <laughs> Doug wants Doug wants to, he,
1: this is the improv,
2: this is when improv goes in, wrong. Like, this isn't
1: just improv, I did this way before improv. Right,
2: Doug's just like, I want people to feel like I know what they're talking about, so I'm going to say I yes, emphatically so yes. I'm like,
1: cool, nice, and then they are going to do a follow-up, like, do you know what that is? No. No. <laughs> I don't know what that is. But I used to have a, a computer called the Tandy Sensation, mm-hmm. so he said, like, the Amigo, I'm like, yeah, that sounds like the kind of computers that they had back in that time, it was like, we're going to call it one word. It's not going to be the Dell XPS 1200, you know, or whatever. It's Well,
0: I mean, they had models after it, but they were still just like the Amiga 500, the Amiga 2000, the Amiga 1200. Um, It was a very different machine because it completely revolutionized the way computer graphics and sound hardware works. Oh, cool. And it actually led to the entire concept of multimedia, which then became like having video and having that sort of thing inside an actual computer. Sure. Um it's kind of hard to explain without, you know, being able to show it to someone. But for the time, it was absolutely revolutionary. It just mm-hmm. blew the shit out of anything around it. Nintendo was the big console at the time, the NES. Sure. Um, the machines were made from about 1985 to, like, 1992, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. They were actually made by Commodore, who made oh, the okay. Commodore 64. Yeah. Sure. This was their next line. It was actually a company that they bought and they were mismanaged horribly and run by a complete dickhead who knew nothing about technology and only understood money.
1: Only time that ever happened.
0: And the company completely <laughs> fell apart. It yeah. was very, very sad because yeah. it actually could have been poised to completely destroy both Macs and PCs. Wow. Really? And it wouldn't have taken over probably in the business world by any step of the imagination, but it was very well poised to completely destroy Mac in terms of graphic applications, sound applications, any of those sorts of interfaces. Wow. All of that stuff was... Just so powerful inside the system at the time. It was also the only co- the only personal computer at the time that was truly multitasking. Really? Yeah. Like Macs, they claimed they had multitasking, but they were faking it.
1: Hmm. Never heard that about a Mac. They're always just spot on. They never fake anything.
0: Well, the very first Macs had to be recalled because when you ejected the floppy disk, the read right head would get caught in the little metal slide trap on the disk. So mm-hmm. if you pulled the disk out, you would rip the heads out of your drive. So they're not always perfect.
1: I heard that was fake news. When you would eject the floppy disk, it would blow up. <laughs> do you hear about that? Catch fire. It was like a, it was like a match. You just <laughs> light it, and it was it was gone. Pretty much, so. just disposable
2: computer. All right, eject. Great. Throw this one out. Let's go to the next one. Oh, I'm too tired. We'll get another one out tomorrow and hook it up. Eject.
1: <laughs> you only put this in if you really want to use it, right? <laughs> are you sure you want to play this game? Yeah. So, do you are you still a computer person to this day? I'm assuming. Ah!
0: <laughs> um, so Justin,
1: I've, your dad just yelled at me.
0: <laughs> I I started learning to program when I was five years old.
1: So
2: no, yeah, Good for I you. Well, That's so
0: awesome. sort of where Wayne,
2: I. Am. I'll say this. Wayne has taught me almost everything I know at my current tentacle job porn. for yes, about tentacle. <laughs> porn. No, Wayne has taught me everything I know about technical <laughs> porn. Almost everything I know at my current position. Nice, uh, which is which is support for software and technology. So nice, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I, I'm I'm a huge computer person. Uh, I hate them. Yeah, I I, I really computers do. or computer people, both. Yeah, yes. Okay. There, <laughs> uh, uh, I I am someone who I, I live on a computer. I, I live on my own computer at home. Like I'm pretty much never not on it. It's very very mm-hmm. rare. Although I try to schedule times for myself every night where I'm not on it, just because it, it feeds my soul a little sure. better. Um But I really just hate everything about all of them. I think I didn't know this about you. This is new information. It's because they're an addiction for me. Ah, when I was when I was get out of my head. (laughs) head. (laughs) When I was eighteen, I got this job that I was weirdly both overqualified and highly underqualified for with an engineering firm in in near Lansing, Michigan, that uh, uh, made these very very bizarre hardware products. Some of which probably should never have existed. Other parts of them were brilliant. Um, was this the mouse one? Yeah, this yes. is this is the company that built the device that lets you plug two mice into one port, um, which Why? was a great idea in theory. <laughs> it just didn't always work quite right. What's the theory behind mind. that? The theory behind it at that time was we didn't have USB yet. Okay. And we really only had one port that could be used to plug in a mouse or a pointing device. Okay. And they had all these... It was meant to be a niche product, but it was for people who you had a desk and the computer got shared by multiple people. Okay. And one of them preferred a trackball, one of them preferred a mouse, oh, or they were okay. left-handed and right-handed and they'd get gotcha. a left-handed molded mouse and a right-handed molded mouse, that kind of thing.
1: I imagine someone plugging in two mice and just having them on each side and <laughs> going, let's, let's do some gaming. And it's like... <laughs> You're not going to do anything, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Whatever. Basically. Yeah, you're firing. That's great. You but you, <laughs> you are standing still, not doing anything.
0: But um, one of the things that happened with that company is I started doing some programming for them and I got really, really sucked into it. And I just hit a point where it was like all I did day and night and mm-hmm. I stopped eating.
1: <laughs> and were you like excited to do it or like you just were just really obsessed with it? It
0: was a combination of being excited and also just being exhausted because the project I was on was kind of fundamentally flawed in a lot of ways. OK. And, and How so? I didn't have a lot of power over it. Um,
2: if you don't mind me. Uh,
0: asking. I'm trying not to not to trash talk people sure. who, I, who I legitimately yeah. respect. The people at the company were fantastic. Sure. But
2: essentially you were you were, it was an uphill battle. Extremely. Like you were. Yeah.
0: Extremely. Um, I, uh, because I was a kid, I wasn't trusted. Oh, okay. But I was still the one who was put in charge of developing the code.
2: Okay. That's an awkward position to be
0: in. And that's a very, yeah, that's just a hard place to survive. (laughs) Sure. You're going to be completely in charge of this. Do all of it. It's really technical. I only kind of understand it. I don't trust anything you do. Because you're a child. (laughs) It's
1: like, yeah, but. Yeah, but I'm better at this than you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's tough. And
0: I'm going to second guess every judgment you make, even though I literally don't understand the technical implications of why you made it. Right. That sounds
1: like hell. Honestly, right. Just, it, was, it was bad. Yeah, oof.
0: but I was also really excited because it was a programming gig, which you know I spent my whole life kind of gearing myself up for and being very excited about doing. Because the two things I did was grow up on stage and grow up at a computer.
1: And do you find that often in a, in a typical Venn diagram, computer programmer and stage performer?
0: No, but you do find a lot of musicians.
2: Yeah, okay. Who get
0: into computer programming. We were just sure.
2: talking about this on the way over.
0: Yeah. Uh, when I went to music school, it, I, I did extremely well in music theory. And mm-hmm. the reason why is because the way music theory is taught and thought about is the same way you teach and think about programming languages. Okay, cool. Um, it just has to do with the weird abstract fundamentals of how they work. You're taking these little parts of things and building a, a workflow to get from one point to another. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found was that I have a real problem with programming, doing it seriously and doing computer stuff very seriously because I can just get really incredibly sucked in and mm-hmm. I can get so sucked in that I will abandon my friends okay. and I will start to like, lose unhealthy amounts of weight. Sure. And I will ha- be, deal- be doing all of that while I am always frustrated because programming and not even just programming, but just computer configuration network, all that other stuff mm-hmm. is basically just always battling with the next problem. Okay. And I am someone who, when that problem, which is not necessarily a problem, it's a puzzle. We can think about it in a nice, uplifting way. It's a puzzle, <laughs> it's beautiful. It's the good puzzle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, it 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 unlocks the anime titties. <laughs> uh, the problem yeah. with it is uh The problem with it, though, is I I am someone who, when that is, is dangled in front of me, I can't sleep anymore. Okay, it's just all I do, and it's sure. all I worry about. And I Google, and I think, and I work, and I Google, and I think, and I work, and I will destroy myself because of it. Wow, there
2: are plenty of times where at at work at our nine to five, where where Wayne will. Come over and I'll be like on a call or something, and I'll put on. i like, what's up? And he's just like, I just need to get away from my desk. Can I just hang out here? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Little, and he'll just hang out while I'm on the phone, just yeah. in my cube, just because he, he he's been. I can't stare at my computer. He spent yeah. like the last four or five hours just like typing out code and he's just sure. like look i can't I'm right now i got i gotta step away yeah. yeah i bet
0: well and what's also happening in that time is my subconscious is still trying to process and work on the thing right, right. so right. often half the time justin and i'll be kind of mid-sentence and go, oh shit i know how to do that now and then i walk away
3: <laughs> yeah i was <laughs> just
0: like "Up, oh,
2: Wayne had his epiphany right. <laughs> awesome. i have
0: like my house moment where he suddenly yes! realizes the, exactly the, the thing yeah. that is the problem with yeah. the, the sick and dying patient that's exactly except it. for me it's just a computer it's just a computer not even remotely as sexy or exciting all right how do i
2: install this program <laughs> at automatically
0: how, ca- how come my work doesn't look like it's just full of people who are actors and have perfect bodies and lives <laughs> are you a, are you
2: a were you a house fan yeah absolutely were you i, really, I love that show
1: i never really watched it really no it's i mean so i watch scrubs way more realistic that's your doctor show sorry <laughs> yeah doctor show. you can only have one it's er it's house right. oh, anatomy, ER. did you really i loved er
0: i loved er well so i loved er right up until what's his face got his arm chopped off by the helicopter I'm george like, clooney okay you know what the show is just trying to fucking our george clooney is he a race car driver
1: mm, yeah ah! okay. pretty he good he did one. it yeah.
0: <laughs> It's, like, the thing about all of those shows, and I'm actually the same way with House. Like, I love the premise. I love how it yeah. builds. I love how it builds. Then we get, like, five seasons in, and clearly we don't know what to do next. Right. Besides either fundamentally change the relationship and potentially jump jump the shark, or just take what we've been building forever and put it at such a magnanimous, huge level that the show is automatically going to jump the shark and just be ridiculous. Right. Yeah. And I have that problem with a lot of shows. So, So, okay, so... My fundamental theory on life is that pretty much everything fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel that way about most media in the world, especially yeah. in this country. When we talk about film, television, music, art, whatever, what have you, doesn't matter. It all kind of sucks.
2: <laughs> I'm just going through the list real quick that Wayne sent me, and one of the things was why everything sucks. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There we go.
0: And when we go into TV, my, my issue with everything sucking is that it's very, very clear more often than not that producers are running the show based on money.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: and it, it tends to be very clear when a show has hit a point where oh, we just didn't think far enough ahead on this, and we don't know how to take you along for the ride anymore. Right. Yeah. That was why I stopped watching Lost by the third season.
1: Well, good for you. Thank you. That's where I pinpoint fuck that show. That's where I pinpoint. I w- I've watched it twice, all the mm-hmm. way through. And the first time I watched it, I'm like, mm, where'd this kind of go off the rails? It's the third season. The minute. You start introducing
0: characters who were survivors on the plane that we yep. have never seen before. Yes. Yeah. You don't know what the fuck to do, and you're just making shit up and stuffing it down my face. You are shitting yes. in my mouth and calling it a Sunday and expecting me to like it. Right. Yeah. Fuck you. Yes. Yeah.
2: It's it, it, Season four, <laughs> episode three.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, you were way beyond the point. Well, cause for me, it was like, okay, uh, it was when the others... Uh, kidnapped. Well, oh, I'm not saying that's. Yeah. That's when I
2: stopped watching. Yeah. It you lost me before. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Lost is a good example of them. Just. Yeah. It, it, great concept. Great idea. I thought initially, like a bunch of people stranded on an island, supernatural stuff happening. Cool. Yeah. I'm all for it. Sure. But then I was like, yeah, I'm not watching this week to week because yeah. you're just going to string me along. The cliffhanger well, was I, their right. their mode. That was their mo. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no. Well, I I'm not doing that.
2: I will still to. The, I've said it on the podcast before. To this day. It the pilot episode of Lost is in my top ten all time. It's a great pilot. Like, it's an mm-hmm. incredible it's piece man, of it cinema. Sets yeah.
1: everything. You're like, man, I want to see what happens to these yeah. people. Yes. And I would even argue season one really good. Yeah, yeah. Season absolutely. two also very solid. The idea I, of yeah. you know, faith versus science, you know, that sort of stuff. But you know? When but, suddenly there are more survivors
0: that they all know that are with them, but yeah. we've never seen those survivors yep. before.
1: Right. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah yeah and then you start going hey, we're gonna do time travel hey look the island's gonna matter the island's
2: a boat you can <laughs> steer it
1: to <laughs> <laughs> to you know like yeah it's it gets pretty outrageous no I'm with you like I feel like... I'm actually that way about the first
0: season of Heroes, too. Yes! I love the first season yes. of Heroes, but the first season of Heroes does not have 24
2: episodes worth of material. No. Oh, it's got no. about it, 12 episodes worth of material. If Heroes was a Netflix show, it would have soared. Yeah. Because it, they would have done it like 10 to 13 episodes, and then it would have gone, cool, we're going to take a year or two off, mm-hmm. and we're going we're gonna to rebuild.
1: Well, it's interesting about that, too, because what made it successful was, I think originally they were kind of going to do an anthology mm-hmm. of like you have those first season characters and then they were going to switch to different characters. Oh, interesting. But then they were like, well, everyone loves these characters. We got to keep going it with It was the them. money thing. So right. then they made the decision, well, okay, we're going to keep going with these characters. it just got dumb like immediately. <laughs> season yeah. two, you're like, Jesus Christ, what yeah. happened? And then that was one of the things where I'm like, wow, I really regret going all through all four seasons of this.
2: I did not. I definitely did not make it all the way through <laughs> season two.
1: I finished it. I finished it and <laughs> it was not worth it. Yeah. I rewatched season one a little bit later. I'm like, this doesn't hold up quite as well yeah. as it used to.
0: I will say that there are still some shows that go through that slump period. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they come out of it really well. Sometimes they don't. Usually when they don't, they are shows that I wind up abandoning a couple of seasons in. Yeah. But there are a few that, especially if they pull out of it well, that I still wind up really liking if they can build an emotional attachment to the characters for me for the first couple of seasons. And some of that has to do with me you know, needing to be in the right place in my life. Sure. I need to be the right age. I need to be whatever. So like a really good example of a show that starts as one thing, continues doing that one thing really well for a couple of seasons, then goes through some just hellish crap, and then comes out again still being kind of really fun, back to sort of where it started, is Buffy.
1: Oh, uh, okay, that's yeah. one thing. I, I have not seen Buffy, but I hear everyone I, speaks very highly of it.
0: I love Buffy to death including the three seasons that are like chewing on glass. <laughs> 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 and the reason why I love those three seasons is because you're still following characters that you have already built this huge rapport inside of me with. Mm-hmm. And because of that, even though the situations are just retarded, yeah. and the, the villains, especially the guy with the floppy disk in his chest, is just the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard of in my entire goddamn life. Uh, Hopefully check. he's not an apple.
1: Checks out. Yeah, because otherwise you rip that out. It's over. He's going to light on
0: fire. Oh, that's right. If he were a Mac, he'd have been easy to defeat. Yeah. Interesting. Just check out the floppy disk. We should write Joss Whedon. (laughs) (laughs) Um,. But the thing is, is I, I was still so in love with the drama of the characters, and because it stayed focused on that mostly, it was easy to look past the, yeah. the ridiculousness of the other garbage that was going on. Yeah. And, you know, Buffy actually, I mean, Buffy is a show that certain episodes will make me flat out cry watching, yeah. And yeah. I, because I just get very attached.
2: I've heard, like, people who who like it, like, it's a, it's a the, it hit the cult status, because yeah. everyone, I, I had, uh, I did it a girl for a while who was so flipping into that show, and I never got into it myself but because of her like insane fandom i always kind of was like i feel like i should give this on a shot and i still might because I, I i hear everyone obviously joss whedon you know lulled me in with the avengers but uh i i everyone just raves about the show so i feel like it's something i need to i need to from a pop culture standpoint that i need to give a shot
0: as long as you walk in recognizing that most of the cheesy stuff is supposed to be there
2: it's self-aware. Yeah.
0: And then it's fine. Yeah. It's really easy to, to, to get through. Yeah. Initially it was really hard for me to watch because I grew up heavily enmeshed in goth industrial culture mm-hmm. and half the goths thought Buffy was the most amazing thing on earth, and then I hated it because all the vampires were just ridiculously stupid looking and it was offending my sense of being a goth rock star. Sure. And I just I couldn't handle that at the time. I was I was a very judgmental teenager. It was part of my asshole period. No Wayne, you don't <laughs> seem very judgmental at all. <laughs>
1: I'm not anymore. Okay, yeah, I, that's what I was going to say. Don't yeah. I don't hear that at all. No, now I'm, I'm
0: much warmer. I yeah. want to
2: I want to interject real quick because we're we're coming up on uh, on time here. But before we go into uh, the last thing that we do here, which you all know what's coming up, I want to
0: talk about one thing. I'm terrified you're going to say someone that I don't know who they are in the last thing. No, no don't
2: don't worry. I've I've <laughs> I've taken you into consideration for the last thing. Excellent. Got you. Uh, I got I you. Love I love all the um. So no, I want to bring up one one point that I want to absolutely cover, and it's briefly. I don't want to get too dive, dive too into it, but we can. I would be remiss if we brought Wayne on and we did not bring up the Dark Knight. So oh, here's Jesus the Christ. thing. I'm gonna set some ground rules for this because this could be the throwdown. It's Doug versus Wayne in the Dark Knight. But I don't, I don't think I'd win. Right, well, hold on. <laughs> I have to to watch the movie to do that. The thing is, because Wayne just, on the way over, he's just like, hey, look, if we're going to talk about The Dark Knight, know that I've not watched it in a while. And I said, I'll preface it to Doug this way. You just finished Iron Fist. Think about how long it'll be until you watch it again. Never. There you go. So so take that into consideration. But I I just want Wayne to give his, his broad... Points, and I want you to talk about why you like it, and I just want to hear both sides. Yeah, of it. I not I, an argument, but just sure, a, no, just sure. just a, 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 I want to hear point
1: counterpoint. This is a safe space, and yeah. I will fucking cut you. So let's hear it. Man. <laughs> okay, just well, no, I, seriously, uh, let it go.
0: I would really love to have a future mind gap that isn't a safe space when I can watch the film and bring my itemized list and Ooh, my notepad. I would love because I think that's right? hilarious. I would
1: love that. I love <laughs> that shit. Like because I, a- I deserve that. After what I did to the OA, I deserve that. (laughs) This one goes out to Drew Dole. If you think I was bad on the OA, wait till I do Iron Fist. I will fucking just murder that show. (laughs) All right. We will save yourself. Save yourself.
0: Okay. So, in a nutshell, my biggest issues with the film are, are a few things. Okay. One of them is that I feel like Christopher Nolan does not treat his actors well in terms of their screen time. I do not find Heath Ledger in the film particularly scary i do think there are a number of scenes where heath ledger was building something really amazing Mm -hmm. and if he had been given five seconds of more screen time where he was just given room to act he would have been fucking terrifying okay and i think that would have been way more interesting okay that's my first thing sure my next thing is i feel like the film does not do as successful of a job as even the first film of trying to walk the line of deciding whether this is a realism Batman or a comic book Batman.
1: Well, are you are talking about Tim Burton's Batman? No. <laughs> oh, you're talking about I mean. Batman Begins? You said the first Batman. I'm like, you're talking about Tim Burton's. No, no, no. no, that, <laughs> no we're we're going to stop this right Chris now. Chris Nolan's <laughs> first Batman. Gotcha, okay. <laughs>
0: I feel like that. I, I don't necessarily know whether or not I feel the first one is great at that or bad at that. I don't really have much of an opinion because, okay. as far as I'm concerned, that movie is just a non-entity.
1: Yeah, it exists, um, but it's okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, this. But the second film, I feel like it actually does not do a very good job of walking that line. Okay. And I suspect that part of that has to do with certain levels of ratings or some sort of what we think audiences will accept. I feel like like money got in the way somehow. Like when you talk
1: about realism, like what what are do you have any specific? I know you said you haven't seen it in a while, but like what are you referring to specifically with that?
0: Part of it was just the case of one scene is ludicrous and another scene is extraordinarily realistic. I don't okay. have a specific example. Well, I
1: could tell you one. I know sure. what it is when he, he saves Rachel and she's falling out of the building and he just leaps and grabs her and floats down and lands on the cab. When that they, part is When, always they, when
2: me. they fall like 40 stories and yeah. he doesn't die,
1: not, neither of them die. He lands, he's like, he's like, let's not do that again. He's like, okay. Right. It's like, wait, what? He just left the Joker up there with all those people. Like, what are you doing?
0: <laughs> um, another thing that really drives me nuts is I actually feel like, uh, well, I feel like in both the first film and the second film, I never saw the third one, although I really should, even though I hate Christopher fucking Nolan, because I really, really, like really, it. really, but I, I love, what's his face? Tom movie? Hardy. Yes, God, I love Tom Hardy. Obviously, we do, too. Um, <laughs> <right>? Tom Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Hardy. <laughs> Boy, busy. I can, will say this much about, he, is, he he is awesome.
1: <laughs> He's awesome in that movie. That yeah. movie has serious problems that I wish I could have fixed, but it's, mm it's worth at least a one watch.
0: I actually feel like a lot of the sort of situations that the Joker sets up don't make sense for the Joker to set up. I think they make more sense for Two-Face to set up in terms of characterization of who the character is and these weird dichotomies that keep getting thrown up. And I understand to some degree that that could actually work as sort of a preface to the creation of Two-Face, but the actual creation of Two-Face and the whole conversation that sort of turns him bad is just fucking stupid. And oh my god, it's horribly written, it's ridiculously dumb, it's three sentences and suddenly you're a bad guy after being the shining beacon of gotham and i just can't fucking get over it i
1: do agree with you that was there it seems like there's something there that could have been great for his turn the ter- you're talking about the turn yeah you're talking about the agree. hospital specifically i agree because like he is definitely like i can see why he's upset why he doesn't like batman why he doesn't like you mm-hmm. know uh commissioner gordon things like that But the one thing that turns him is the Joker shows up, and he's like, I'm an agent of chaos. And he just went, oh, it makes sense. Let me tell you something about chaos. It's fair. It's like, wait, that's all it is? For him to be like, you're right. Now I'm going to go flip this coin around and shoot people. It's like, meh.
0: Well, (laughs) and it's like... The, the elements to build the character in that cross yeah. are kind of there in the movie but mm-hmm. the movie does not develop them in any meaningful way. It doesn't yeah. spend time with the character actually developing the character. Mm-hmm. So we get this very kind of one-dimensional guy who's just held up as the amazing, wonderful white boy and then suddenly he's the evil
1: burned victim. Well, I guess he wants justice for what happens. So I guess he's trying to track down all those people that wronged him. It's, I, still,
0: it it's just so one-dimensional it is, it's, is weak. it's done.
1: It, it is weak. It bugs
2: the shit like, out of me. It
1: makes sense.
2: I mean, I can... I I can justify myself into it, yeah. With what you're saying, like, It's like he's, he's pissed off and he up. basically wants to get he wants to revenge.
1: Yeah, you you bring it up. I'm like, ah, I guess so. But, but before you brought that up, I never really thought much about it. But yeah. Yeah. I feel
2: like if they had made if they had made this a four part series, the the Batman begins, Dark Knight One, Dark Knight Two, and then uh, Dark Knight Rises. I mm-hmm. feel like they they would have given they would have had more time because I I think there's so much in if you're going to pack two characters into it, the Two Face and the Joker. I feel like you need more time to to breathe and let that. Well, and I'm, that well, open I'm up.
1: sorry that Heath Ledger died, Justin, well, so I'm, we couldn't give you the Dark Knight Part Two. This is actually the same. You could
0: argument. have shot it in sequence, Doug. <laughs> This is actually the same argument I'm making about Heath Ledger, though. He's not given enough screen time.
2: Oh, that is your argument.
0: In his scenes, he's just not. He's not given room to act. Not really. He's really interesting, and he's got a lot of cool stuff going on, but he is given no breathing room in his screen time, and if he were, it would be a much stronger performance. It would be a much more interesting movie, and I firmly believe the reason why this got cut the way it did is because Christopher Nolan is a suck-ass who doesn't understand fucking dialogue or pacing. Yeah, and really can't comprehend character development worth a shit.
1: Yeah, but that top does it fall or does it stand? Now up? let's talk <laughs> about
0: now let's talk about fucknuts who plays Batman. God, I hate that guy. You What's know? his name?
1: Uh, Ben Affleck. No, the other Christopher. Oh, uh, uh, uh yeah. Christian Bale. Christian yeah, Bale. Bale.
0: thank you, Christian Bale. George Clooney. The, the only that's driver. the one. Yeah, the, driver, right? <laughs> <laughs> the only movie Christian Bale was ever good in was Empire of the Sun when he was twelve, and he was amazing in that movie. Mm, I, I would argue that that he's good. In,
1: he's really good in Newsies. Sure also, he's really good in Newsies.
0: I never saw Newsies.
1: Oh, I try, Wayne, I try to uh, missing uh, out.
0: I try to avoid musicals as much as possible. Which is ironic. Considering I star in them sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> I do too, but the <laughs> only one I like
1: is Newsies. Um,
0: So right. So my my primary issues with Christian Bale are that I find him extraordinarily flat. I do not think he's a particularly dynamic actor in any particular way. I just don't. None of his stuff resonates with me. And the thing that really drives me crazy more than anything else is there are two particular things that he does. And he does them in almost any character that is supposed to be somewhat dark or somewhat interesting in an intriguing sort of way. And they drive me fucking nuts because he just recycles them in every goddamn movie he's in one of them is there will always be a shot of his fingers on a table his hand is resting on a table and he one at a time wraps each fingertip against the table i'm doing it now no one can see that of course except I for can Dr. hear Justin. It, though. it drives me nuts that he does that and that's the shot to show that he's interesting the other thing he does that drives me crazy is there will always be a shot where he closes his eyes moves his vision of focus to the other side of the room and then opens his eyes, and he will do it slowly. You will see this in every goddamn Christian Bale film, and it's fucking annoying. I'm going to look for it And it's it now. just a mm. bullshit attempt at making him look interesting in an intriguing, deep, dark, mystical kind of way, and fuck that piece of shit, douchebag. I hate him.
2: Okay. All right, so I'm going to step in here.
0: <laughs> Not that I'm particularly uh, passionate about this.
1: Counterpoint? So, they, they flip a semi truck in there. <laughs> um, and they did that for this real. That's why you that's, were one of
2: my best friends. That's <laughs>
1: re- I mean, they really flipped that truck, man. The practical effects. You know what I mean? Practical love, Doug loves practical effects. Pretty cool.
0: Hey, Mad Max is one of the best right? films made in the past year. years. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was
1: fucking awesome. Practical that movie was effects. was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> but
2: on a serious note, honest counterpoint. Seriously, like, they flipped on, that I, I know, they flipped the, truck. Flipped the fucking truck, awesome. Doug. That I know. Really it was cool. so cool, buddy. So cool. <laughs> so awesome.
1: Uh, For me, um, I think the thing I liked about this was this was the first superhero movie that actually rose above the superhero status and actually I felt was a serious movie compared to the other things out there at that time. Like other things prior to that was X-Men movies. Daredevil. Spider-Man. Like Sam Raimi's, which are fine, but they they definitely were elevated. Whereas with this, I was like, fucking shit. So
0: you really appreciate that he's actually trying to push for a more realistic... Yes. Well...
1: I just felt like he because I yeah. think
0: I think this is the distinction I was making where I felt yeah. like he didn't walk the line very well. Yeah, between a more comic booky or a serious movie, like I felt like the film couldn't make up its mind.
1: Well, it just it felt like it was it was capturing the themes. I guess I guess that's probably what it is. It was it was definitely a lot more real in a sense of um, it was grounded. People always say it's gritty. I don't really think it's gritty. I mean. Mm. It, I feel like in comparison to what came before it, I would say yes, sure. but not not in and of itself. Um, I love the idea. I love the portrayal of the Joker. I definitely would yeah. have loved more of him. I think that's kind of what I liked. I was like, ooh, he left me wanting more. But I agree. Like I, I'm coming with Justin too, man. If there would have been like a Dark Knight Part Two, because I felt like with Heath Ledger passing away. What no one had planned what wasn't able to come to fruition. I think the Joker was supposed to be in the third movie, yeah. but with him passing away, that's well, not how it, wor- it worked out. And
0: one of the things that I like about the Joker in that film is that he raises lots of questions. Like I said, I like questions. I think answers yes. are boring. Right? Like the shit about like, why he has the scars on his cheeks. <laughs> like I love that that's not explained. I don't think it should be. I think yeah. it's a disservice and insulting to actually explain it. Yeah. Of course. He's a much more interesting character leaving the question open. Yeah. But I do feel like almost every one of his scenes would have just been more effective if there would just been five minutes more seconds of screen time. On sure.
1: It. I like the Joker portrayal because um, I loved his perspective on things. Sure. Because I loved his idea that people are shitty because, you know, I get that. I re- I relate to that. Um, people are shitty and he can manipulate people because he knows what their true instincts are. They're going to turn on each other because they're greedy. You know, I love the, the thing, he, the interrogation scene with he and Batman where he's just like, you know, they're only going to tolerate you as long as they need you and as soon as they don't need you, they're going to throw you away. Watch, I'll show you. I'm gonna make him look. I'm gonna make you look like a terrible person, and they're gonna fucking want to get rid of you. And that's what happens until the very end. Obviously, right. with the boat scene, which was also very interesting. But um, I felt like I just still
0: feel like almost every one of those setups makes much more sense for a Two Face setup than for a Joker setup, just because it's built in this duality yeah, nature. That's but I also, a good point. I also get why someone would use that before introducing Two Face in the movie that creates Two Face, like yeah. as a functional preface prim- what i, I can think of the word yeah. See, now. you,
1: you land on a good point because if there would have been dark knight part two or what the next one could have been this would have been the joker introducing like using these sorts of things to create yeah two-face and then the joke because i think i remember hearing or reading something that the idea was that joker and two-face were going to be in the third one and the joker was somehow going to sort of set his you know Machinations in 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 in, in mm. some sort of way Where then Two Face would ultimately have to kill the Joker, and by doing so would see, I don't know, something sure. elaborate like the Joker would do. Yeah. Mm. So I feel like there was a lot of great setup there that then when it was done, it was like, oh, where'd the Joker go? Whenever that's the thing see realized because, like, if you will, yeah, to a certain extent, because to have Harvey then die in that always felt weird. Right. You set him up;
2: he 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 got maybe five minutes of actual Two-Face screen time and it was it was, yeah. seems like a very like here's your
1: character now he's dead because I always remembered like when I first saw it and he's just laying there I'm like is he dead? right because I couldn't t- even when they had like the funeral right. like I was like is he dead? is he in there? sure yeah. and I knew I wasn't the only one that had that because there was an article later where someone like interviewer asked someone on the set like hey you know about Harvey dead and no one yelled from the back he's dead <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, oh, so that confirms it. Because I was like, I don't know. Is he dead? I don't know. Because it was kind of ambiguous, which also led me to believe that they didn't originally edit it Mm -hmm. to be that way. So that may be where some of that story stuff fell a little flat or felt a little unfinished. Sure, But I think for me, it was a great portrayal of Batman. Finally, we got something that was worthy of a Batman because Tim Burton doesn't know shit about Batman. No. He doesn't know anything about it. Uh, and what's his face who made the other two his name's escaping oh me. joel Schumacher Joel Schumacher oh, doesn't Christ. know shit about <sighs> Batman Joel
2: Schumacher doesn't know shit about anything I feel like Joel yeah. Schumacher knows less about Batman because at least Tim Burton's you could almost see it ripped from a 1980s comic book almost you know what I mean like you could you could almost see that actually sitting in a comic panel yeah whereas Joel Schumacher's
1: is just like the only thing I like Joel Schumacher for is he admits that he ruined Batman People, Do you really? People walk by like, You ruined <laughs> Batman. He goes, I know. I know. Sorry. I did. I'm sorry. Like, I don't he didn't get it. Yeah, like, but you like my Lambo? Yeah. Well right. and 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 George Clooney,
0: the race car driver, <laughs> has frequently acknowledged that he was actually really worried that he just killed all chances ever for another Batman. Yeah. Like, really? He has acknowledged that yeah. Yeah. on several occasions publicly. Or cool. so I'm glad he at least didn't. He's, yeah, he's, so he's I, a race car driver with integrity. <laughs>
1: So, I guess, because most of them don't have integrity. No. So, I guess for me, it was great to see Batman become not only re um, revised, but also to be elevated. And it set the standard. I mean... You know Heath Ledger being you know up for an Oscar in that movie. I was like, this is a fucking comic book movie. I do
0: think based on the film and what the film was, and again with my acknowledgement of what sure. my issues with Heath Ledger, I do think he only got it because he died, and I yeah. think he absolutely should not have beaten Robert Downey Jr. that year. It's funny because Downey Jr.
1: up for Tropic, Thunder. Tropic Thunder. I just rewatched Whoa. Tropic Thunder. He was Holy a, he is amazing shit. in that movie. That's incredible. He and is incredible in that movie. I mean, t- for him to be like all, all props to Heath Ledger. Yes, Robert
0: Downey Jr. fucking incredible and that man drives a car like a motherfucker it's like, amazing
1: oh my god and the thing that I loved too about that was the fact that Kuba Gooding Jr. was the one who was like oh, talking no, about because that year they had five different actors like talk mm-hmm. about them and he's like and he was so pissed he's like really he's up for an actor for playing a black guy really <laughs> What next? He like he was like really... But he
0: wasn't playing a black
1: guy. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny because yeah. it was like him was, in blackface, but it got away with it because it was like, well, playing. he's a method actor. Yeah,
0: He's, a, he's an Austral- playing an
2: Australian playing a black yeah. guy. <laughs> that is it. That, that's done with the speed round. We're shutting it down. That was a speed round? Sure, wow. why not? Okay. I'm just saying, I just wanted to touch on it and wanted to get the opinions out there so that we could set that up. We could lay the foundation, unlike how Christopher Nolan lays foundations for a future episode. He this ex- has been the good tentacle. Plan. <laughs> the good
1: times. <laughs> but you know what's up next? The good times throwdown.
2: Ooh. Is the good times throwdown! I'm scared. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, today's throwdown. So I had I had an idea for the throwdown today. And I felt like half of the throwdown you both would get. And the other half of the throwdown you wouldn't get, Wayne and Doug, you would probably walk out. So <laughs>
1: Well, now I want to know what this is. So
2: what I'm going to do is I'll tell you what the initial throwdown was. Okay. And then I'm going to, we're going to do a, I'm going to give you one person and you guys get to decide who they're up against. Okay. Okay. So the initial throwdown was going to be Iron Fist. Okay. Because I know you're very sour about this. Yeah. And Wayne, you have no idea. No idea. Versus the one punch man. One Punch Man, oh, End story. right? One Punch Man is One amazing. I know. I say I know you have all. You hold that dear oh to your heart. God, so was, he's One amazing. Punch
0: Man would destroy
1: Iron Fist. Well, hold
0: on, because One Punch Man destroys everyone. They're yeah. both
1: punchy. So hold on. No, 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 no. He just does his consecutive normal punch, and Time that's out. it. It's game over. Exactly. He's punch. They're
2: both punchy. So, but again, so I knew One Punch Man was very near and dear. So I wanted to give you give you that because you could speak on it. But I don't know a lot of anime stuff, so I wanted to give you guys from anime. Who do you think? would be a good throwdown against One Punch Man.
1: Uh, is, can we put God in there? I mean...
0: Yes, actually. So,
2: okay, I have one.
1: Okay. Because <laughs> I know he's depressed about
2: the fact that he never has had an actual good fight, and he's he'll never actually face someone who is a worthy opponent. Negum- he kind of
1: did, but still beat him.
2: Nagumo,
0: mm-hmm. in his monster form, from a Doji,
2: which is... Is this the past best you?
0: tentacle porn <laughs>
2: <Shit>. <laughs> we've we've brought it full circle <laughs> is this is that past you
1: I don't know who that is okay I'll take you into for
2: it. anime but he has a, he's, he I'm, has a cap
1: I, I'm probably like you'd be like oh you like all that I, I, if it's good and everyone tells me it's good I'll watch it but I'm like not someone who's gonna go dig too deep what I've about the
2: titans from that other show that you attack liked. on titan yeah because one they're punch big man. one punch man I can shit. totally beat the shit out of them he would just destroy them yeah
0: Neguma, so, I picked a character. So I, this so two I, I have to though. make a quick point on Orotsuki Doji. It is the film that started tentacle porn anime. Okay. As far as I know, that is my understanding. I might be mistaken. I'm pretty sure I'm right. Um, and uh, it, it came from a manga. And the first one is legitimately, in my opinion... Like legitimately, really good, mm-hmm. I think the story is actually very interesting. Mm-hmm. Most of the dialogue is well written, most of it. The character concepts and the monsters in it are really interesting. Mm-hmm. There just happens to be a giant <coughs> demon with many prehensile penises that's many stories tall that shoot hot pink, molten death all over Tokyo that explodes whenever it hits things.
2: Well, I feel like that would be a good person to go up against one punch man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think I think he has a chance. And the truth is, is it isn't really that he has a chance. It's that his uh daughter who's still in his mother's womb, who is currently inside his head. That's a complicated his pr- process. His, mother, his, his unborn daughter mm. just recently conceived mm. is inside his mother's womb. His mother's the daughter sorry, okay. the daughter's womb. All right, yeah. mother's womb, his girlfriend's womb. Yeah. And his girlfriend is currently living inside his head. Okay, I got it. I'm Physically following. she's inside I'm his following. head. I'm following. Uh the do- the 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 child, the child is the is is the Trojan. It is the uh, the god of all gods.
2: Oh, Ooh. so Stan Lee,
0: and it it has been prophesied that it will come back every three thousand years to unite the three worlds: the worlds of demons, the world of men, and the world of man beasts. Interesting, and that's actually what this whole story explores. He has a chance. What it's about a-
2: Superman? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: one Punch Man Wait for on, Like honestly One Punch Man One Punch Man Why
0: Because One hun- Punch Man Does a hundred push ups And a hundred sit ups And runs a mile every day
2: yeah. He doesn't run a mile yeah. He runs a 10 He runs a 10k I looked this up Oh he runs a 10k Sorry yes. He runs 6.2 I, wa- I haven't
0: watched it Since it first came out in Japan it's been No a sorry while.
2: He runs 10 miles Which is a 6k That's oh. what he does so, Oh so it's just 10, 10 and 10 yes. Sure okay yeah. Or a hundred uh, Yeah whatever Yeah
1: Derivatives but, of 10 yeah. right, that, That's what he does yeah. Every day yeah, Superman uh, doesn't have that
0: workout method no,
2: no.
1: <laughs> Superman only <laughs> he's a lazy no. bitch yeah he just he just he soaks in the earth's radiation so he basically takes steroids so that's why he's good yeah, as he is right fuck that guy he's
0: basically Hollywood trash
1: I, One Punch man's the only thing that's non kryptonite that would beat his ass yep what about the Hulk? with One Punch One Punch Man
2: I the Hulk like really angry one punch, oh, Man. one punch Man like his taxes were screwed up and like he's not getting a refund he actually owes money
1: mm, One Punch Man, one punch Man. <laughs> 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 yeah are really like on board with one punch man i feel like I. Uh, this you butt. watch the show and tell me what what can't stop him yeah so
0: the thing that's great about one Love. punch man as a, as a con- well the thing that's great as a contrast of one punch man to someone like superman right another completely individual yeah. superhero is one punch man is horribly depressed and bored yeah and it's mostly about him being a social pariah and trying really hard not to be a social pariah but no yeah. one really gives a shit or knows anything about him
1: yeah Okay,
2: so there's really no good person to put up against him. So he's like depressed. That's why I was, like, why I was like, God. Superman.
1: <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> I was like, God? Because, I mean, again, you watch the shit that he defeats with one punch. I'm like, I don't know what stands in this guy's way. Because you see these other very capable, like, superheroes get their yeah. ass kicked by something. And he comes up and he's like, God. Gone. Is really it, that, how is that an interesting show? You it, would think it wouldn't be. Like that sounds like Superman with all your gripes. You would think because it, about, because <laughs> Superman does because One Punch Man doesn't pretend to be a Boy Scout. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he really wishes he were, but nobody really knows who he
0: is, and no one really trusts him or believes him, and he's just he's just kind of a loser. He
1: will. It's 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 <laughs> enjoyable and it's funny because he'll just show up and he'll be like, okay, I guess we can do this. And guys would go on these epic like yeah. you know anime sort of monologues about yeah. who they were, how they were created. He's like, hey. Shut up! <laughs> We're gonna do this now. He's like, I'm tired. I got, I gotta go home. The supermarket's <laughs> got a sale, and I gotta get home to get that. Are we ready to do this or what? They're like, How dare you do this? He's like, Punch gone. Like, All right, I gotta get home. Yep, that's it.
2: What about against Bruce Lee? Because he's a one-inch punch man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that came out weird.
1: What Damn about, right. What about my 18-year-old self was one-thrust man. <laughs> oh. <Ow! laughs> yeah. Okay,
2: so we got the giant penis monster against One Punch Man.
0: So it's not actually the giant penis monster that I think is. It it's, can the be in, it's the daughter. Well, it well, it's the well, it's womb. the unborn daughter not, that lives in
2: his mother in his head in the mother's womb.
0: Right. So there's this really great shot when one of the man beasts, who's the main character of the film, dives into into Nagumo's head. Which you think is going to kill Nagumo and doesn't, and then you see him sort of floating inside of Nagumo, and then you see Nagumo's girlfriend completely naked, floating, comatose, and it's a shot that's a little bit low and angled, kind of up, so you can basically see her no-no parts uh-huh. exactly,
1: her vagina,
0: and right right it where grows. she right where she has no pubic hair because in anime, especially at that time period, pubic hair is a no-no. You can't show that in television, right?
1: They're ahead of their time. They're like, this is what's going to be like in the future.
0: It's not at all because they need to look like they're 12. No, yeah, no, no. Uh, Why would it be? There's this wonderful, like, radiation image of, like, sound waves or something coming from her womb, and you just hear the voice of this god creature talking. And I'm, I'm, I think it has a chance to beat One Punch Man.
2: All right. Well, I can't argue that, so. All right. Well, I'm still going to
1: say One Punch Man. There is no god. Only Zul.
0: So next week on The Good Stuff... <laughs> We'll be talking about the good denical porn. And yeah, it'll be all arrotsiki doji
1: all the time. You heard the man, guys. One Punch Man won. That's it, right?
2: So, okay, <laughs> let me let me let's do this then. The throwdown officially was One Punch Man versus the world,
1: and One Punch Man just won. Yes, all yeah, right, pretty much done. There you go. All One for the win! Yeah, <laughs> guys, we did it. I'm so happy, and, and thank you guys for coming along. And Wayne, thank you for coming. This thank was, you for having. Thank me. you this this for the proving best. that you exist. <laughs> this has been wonderful, and we'd love to have you back. This was really a lot of fun. Thank uh, you for sharing so much of your of your stuff with us.
0: I would love to come back. Please read Neuromancer because you I would
1: love to hear your opinion on it. Yeah, yeah. I cannot wait. This and looks great. We'll definitely have you back before Heg.
0: It actually would be in em- a. <laughs>
1: Peg just has to say the magic word. That's all it is. Bubblefish. No, what is it? Nope. Hey, he's got to go back and find it. That's true. <laughs> Fuck that. You <laughs> say bubblefish, you don't get on. Nope. It's not <laughs> what it is.
0: I actually think that that book would constitute its own mind gap and be a fascinating topic for you guys. That sounds so, like an awesome
1: challenge. It. I can't wait. I really want to check that out. Cool. So before we go, Wayne, is there anything you, know, anything you want to promote, anything from your theater company, anything like that that's coming up that, uh, that we can help promote for you?
0: Uh, so my theater company is actually in the middle of doing some labs, which are experiments with new work that we might want to develop further or do some other things with. Uh, there's one coming up in a couple of weeks. If you go to Tuta2, that's T-U-T-A-T-O com, You can get to our website. It's the Tuta Theater Company. That checks out. T-U-T-A. Uh, I won't tell you what Tuta stands for, but it is a Serbian word. <laughs> interesting.
3: <laughs> uh,
0: so that's actually probably the most interesting thing that's coming up that I have any involvement in. Uh, some of the stuff that I've then in the works is actually going to be a few months out. So Cool.
1: Anything you'd recommend for people to either read, watch, uh, enjoy? Anything you'd recommend to the masses?
0: Uh, besides Neuromancer, which I just talked quite a yes. bit about. Uh, also, Duran Android's Dream of Electric Sheep by Philip K. Dick is my other favorite novel. Can't recommend it enough. Nice. Uh, I think Blade Runner is worth seeing, especially considering the horrible, horrible, horrible sequel is about to come out that's to say, going to just suck about ass so horribly bad. What about bad. the sequel?
1: Looks Ryan Gosling. It looks a bad. Harrison Ford's bad. probably going to die. Am I right? You know? Um, what about Nick Cave's new album?
0: Oh, God. Nick Cave's new album is amazing. Nick Cage
1: has an album? No, Nick Cave. <laughs> I, want to see. I want to hear Nick Cage's You album. tool. <laughs> Nick Cave! Hey, BC. <laughs> so just auto tunes it <laughs> <laughs> Nick
0: Cave and the Bad Seeds uh, most recent album The Skeleton Tree which is heavily influenced by the death of his son which happened in the middle of writing the album it is stunningly beautiful heartfelt sad sounds haunting beautiful music highly recommend that The Skeleton Tree
1: awesome very cool Wayne thank you again for being here it's a real pleasure having you
0: thanks for having me of
1: course uh for me, I've got an improv show at the playground on june twenty fourth at nine pm come or don't whatever I don't care <laughs> it's with my ba- with my group my band with my uh, group recess so uh come check us out uh should be fun we're getting better I feel like I'm getting better. <laughs> We don't know each other. Glowing so. reviews. Hey, the last one went really well, so I'm like, maybe this one will be too. So I you know, need a band. It takes uh, it takes time, so it's it's getting a little bit better. each I time. feel like you're almost going to get a good review in the Sun Times. Uh, yeah, I hope uh, Hetty comes by and is like, "Wow, that guy is terrible. He's bald and he's sweaty. Why is he so <laughs> shiny? <laughs> I've never seen things shine as bright as the sun as this thing that's reflecting off this man's head. Why is
2: it, why are his knees sweating?
1: Why are, is I why are his knees sweating? His knees are sweaty. This doesn't make sense." Why is he wearing shorts? What a what a fucking plebe. But it's the good knee sweat. But it's a good knee sweat. Welcome to the good. With good, good stuff. Knee sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you can find Mind Gap on Facebook. Look for us there. Hey, Justin, can they tag uh, Mind Gap yet? Fuck Mind, no. Gap? Thanks a lot, Facebook. Facebook. Fucking <laughs> tools. Fuck yourself. <laughs> Wayne, just if code, just d- program it and make it better, okay? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I God. need you to hack Facebook I for us. I need you to get Suck in there me. and fix that just for us. <laughs> just do Fuck the hack gonna... thing that all people do in movies. Yeah, you know, right? Just put on some <laughs> techno music and, you know, just go to right. town on it. Just
0: type randomly for 20 minutes. Yeah. And somebody, yeah. Oh, I got it. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs>
1: Watch the Matrix for inspiration. Exactly.
2: No, so hashtag MindGap Gap, Fu- gap. You can well no, if you're
1: on your phone, you can fucking post our fucking thing. All right, this doesn't make any fucking I sense. I know any fucking sense <laughs> sorry god damn it find us on Facebook so you can find us still on Facebook you have a page there you can find us on Twitter at Mind Gap Podcast Justin has some websites
2: uh, so I don't have anything to promote but I will say I recommend One Punch Man it's an amazing show shut he, your he fucking can, mouth f- he can defeat everybody you watch it you watch it and then you tell me about it including god beings inside of wombs inside of heads of penis monsters it's amazing yeah Follow it up with a
0: Rotsiki Doji. It'll be a good time for everyone.
2: Yeah, Yeah,
1: you already said. Get the
0: family, get the kids.
2: (laughs) Hide the kids, hide the wife. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. Uh, so no, you can find leads
1: you down to Bible Black
2: me online at justinstrandman dot uh, where I'll have direct links to Bible Black. <laughs> uh, I post reviews about them weekly uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M I K E L. It is the fun way of spelling it. While you're in the online realm, check us out on iTunes. Subscribe to us, review us, let us know. It takes thirty seconds, forty five seconds, maybe a minute, depends on how slow you type. But let us know how you're. How you think we're doing. Subscribe to us. Send us up the, the ladder. Share us. We love being shared
3: mm.
0: may I ask one thing sure say one thing if any of you out there happens to know how you can say you love someone if you can't even eat their poop send it in
1: I was hoping we if we they know
2: how that.
0: to say it if they know how someone can say oh, how, how they you can say, say you gotcha, love someone yeah. if you can't even and eat her poop.
2: Send that in. Don't put that on the review that you do on iTunes <laughs> or Stitcher. Don't do that. But do it on whatever else. <laughs> yeah, reach out yeah. yeah. to us on the page. Send it in. Yeah, yeah. We'll, also, uh, check out 2 slash mindgap and 2 com slash the best bar podcast ever. That is the other podcast I do every Monday with Milo Stevanovich. And that's all I got.
1: Guys, that was great. Wayne, thank you again. It's a pleasure. Justin, you're a treasure. I'm, I'm okay. I'm adequate. That's that Catholic guilt.
0: <laughs> this was a blast. Thanks, guys. Thanks,
1: guys. Praise be. Under his eye. Mind Gap Podcast.